Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You will not be able to stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on stag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox and four parts without commercial interruption. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading the charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiro Agnew to eat hog moths confiscated from the Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by the shape of a war theater and will not star Natalie Woods and Steve McQueen or Bullwinkle and Julia. The revolution will not give your mouth sex appeal. The revolution will not get rid of the nub. The revolution will not make you look five pounds thinner because the revolution will not be televised, brother. There will be no pictures of you and Willie Mae pushing that shopping cart down the block on the dead run or trying to slide that color TV into a stolen ambulance. NBC will not be able to predict the winner at 8.32 on the court from 29 districts. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of Whitney Young being run out of Harlem on the rail with a brand new process. There will be no slow motion or still life of Roy Wilkins strolling through what in a red, black, and green liberation jumpsuit that he has been saving for just the proper occasion. Beverly Hillbilly and Hooterville Junction will no longer be so damn relevant, and women will not care if Dick finally got down with Jane on Search for Tomorrow, because black people will be in the street looking for a brighter day. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no highlights on the 11 o'clock news and no pictures of Harry R. Women Liberationist and Jackie Onassis blowing her nose. The theme song will not be written by Jim Webb or Francis Scott Key, nor sung by Glenn Campbell, Tom Jones, Johnny Cash, Engelbert Humperdinck on the rare earth. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be right back after a message about a white tornado, white lightning, or white people. You will not have to worry about a dove in your bedroom, the tiger in your tank, or the giant in your toilet bowl. The revolution will not go better with coke. The revolution will not fight germs that may cause bad breath. The revolution will put you in the driver's seat. The revolution will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised. The revolution will be no rerun, brothers. The revolution will be live. Hello, and welcome to Provocative Thoughts, intimately known as PT, striving to awaken those who are asleep, stimulate those who are awakened, feed those who are starving, and nurture those who seek to know. I am your host, Carlton Steed, a self-proclaimed student of life and the search, discovery, and revelation of life 
on life's terms. First, I'd like to thank Queen Mother for Real Media for allowing me to host the show. I'd also like to thank the creator for allowing me to be. You can contact the show by dialing 347-989-01 to speak. Again, you can contact the show by dialing 347-989-0180. Please press the number 1 to speak. You can also reach us on the Internet at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Queen Mother, the number 4, real. And listen to the show live. You can also contact us on Facebook at Provocative Thought PT Community Organization. Tonight's topic, what is love? What is love? How do you know that you love someone? How do you know if someone loves you? Does love serve a purpose in the scheme of human development and or survival? Does love impact? How does love impact on the individual and the relationship? Webster's Dictionary says, Love is a strong affection for another arising out of kinship or personal tie. An attraction based on sexual desire, affection, and tenderness felt by lovers. Affection based on admiration. Benevolent or common interest to warm attachment, or attachment, devotion, or admiration. An intense feeling of deep affection. Deep affection, fondness, tenderness, warmth, intimacy, attachment, endearment, devotion, adornment, adoration, and so forth. You know, we have worship, passion, and desire, and even lust. Uh, so, what is love? The secret to love, quality of your love for others, not how much someone loves us that makes us happy. This means we don't need to find the right person. We just need to develop and improve our own love for as many people as we can. We may feel that we only really love a few people, but actually our potential to love is limitless. The more people we love and the purer our love is, the happier we will be. And well, I guess that's true, especially if you're getting it back. Okay? So love is often confused with attachment, says the author. One, one is a real cause of happiness and the other poison that eventually leads to pain and anger. If we ever want to enjoy good French relationships, we must begin to recognize attachment and make our love real. These two are easily confused, but it is vital to discriminate between them. But love will bring us only happiness, while the mind of attachment will bring us suffering. This is from uh, Mr. Kishe Kaleseng Gayatso. He says that uh, there are five signs our love is polluted with attachment. And this is important because other people are saying that attachment is a part of love, so I'm, we haven't got to that. Uh, 
Love says, I want you to be happy. I want Attachment says, I want you to make me happy. Love is another, love is an other center-minded. Love is center-minded, whereas the mind of an attachment focuses on our wishes, what we want from the other person. Hmm. While it's true that a healthy relationship consists of both giving and receiving, the more we focus on happiness of others, we will feel as well. Hmm. So, he says, attachment keeps us totally, keeps a tally of what has been given and received. So, if you're always worried about what you're supposed to be getting, then that causes a problem. Attachment always turns to anger. When our love is contaminated with attachment, we will get angry at our loved ones more than at strangers. The mind of your attachment is relating to a projection of mind and not the real person. That means basically saying how you perceive what you perceive that person should be doing and how they should be loving you and etc. Uh there is an uh, exaggeration of good quality that leads to expectation and ultimately disappointment. When that person doesn't live up to our project projection of them, we think you've changed. In particular, we are projecting a person that has the good quality of being able to make us happy all the time, which is impossible. Real love accepts the person as they are, imperfect. It says, only you, with attachment, our love for everyone else diminishes. It is as if that person becomes technicolor and everyone else fades into black and white. Now, I like black and white, but let's go on. We feel we don't need anyone but that person. With real love, the person we love becomes a window to deepening our love for all living beings. These guys love someone else took it pretty deep. So they said, we develop real love on the basis of unchanging universal truth, not monetary feeling. There's a lot of that going around. Even though I know we live in a monetary uh, society, materialistic society. So some of that I don't understand, but talking about just pure love. The guy says, all living beings want to be happy. In that respect, we are all equal. Everyone's happiness. And freedom is important. The more we open our heart to all living beings, the more balanced we will feel. Now, that sounds right. That means everybody's doing it. Everybody's loving everybody, in a, you know. And we don't want to get love confused with having sex with everybody. We're talking about, you know, having deep feelings for people, for life. Cherishing others is not that difficult. All we need to do is understand why we should cherish each other, then make a firm decision to do so. Through meditation, on this decision, we will develop a deep and powerful feeling of cherishing all living beings. We can carry this special feeling into our daily life. So this, uh, he looks like he might be a Buddhist. Not sure. It doesn't say that he is or not a Buddhist, but no. that sounds like uh, deep stuff right there. He said, there's no perfect person, which I think most of us know, but there is perfect love. We need to build real love in our heart. It doesn't happen overnight. 
but by gradually improving the quality of our love, we are moving toward a goal. Working. I see we have callers already. I'm gonna take caller number uh, number one at o four four o four nine. Hello. Okay, I guess you don't. Maybe you don't want to call her. Hello. Yeah. Welcome to Provocative Start. Did you want to add to the uh, program? Hello? Okay. We're going to keep going. So here's a physicist says, this is very interesting about love. Basically, they they say that biologically, love is a powerful neurological condition like hunger or thirst, only more permanent. We talk about love being blind or unconditional in the sense that we have no control over it, but it is not so surprising since love is basically chemistry. So love is a chemical reaction in your body to um, two people having a chemical reaction to each other. While lust is a temporary passionate sexual desire involving the increased release of chemicals such as testosterone and estrogen, in true love or attachment and bonding, the brain can release a whole set of chemicals, um, pheromones, dopamine, um, neuro, I can't even pronounce this word, it's another scientific word, neuropine, neuropenephine, serotonin, these guys, we know these guys, serotonin, oxytocin, vasopressin, you know, all those guys from, those are the guys that are bonding and feel good, uh, chemicals in our body. However, from an evolutionary perspective, love can be viewed as a survival tool, a mechanism we have evolved to promote long-term relationships, mutual defense, and parental parental support of children, and to promote feelings of safety and security. They go on to say, Romance is one of the three basic brain systems that evolve for mating and reproduction. This, I mean, none, none of this is absolute. This is these guys, and it, it sounds pretty good. The sex drive or lust, the craving for sexual gratification, evolved to enable you to seek a range of potential mating partners. After all, you can have sex with someone you aren't in love with. You can feel the sex drive when you are driving in your car, reading a magazine or watching a movie. Lust is not necessarily focused on a particular individual. Romantic love or attraction, the obsessive thinking about and caring for a particular person evolved to enable you to focus your mating energy on just one individual at a time. Attachment. And these guys are positive. Attachment is a positive thing. The feeling of deep union with a long-term partner. It evolved to enable you to remain with a a mate at least long enough to rear a single child through infancy 
together as a team, although many of us remain together much longer. And enjoy the life, enjoy the benefits of life with a partner, even when there's no goal to have children. These three brain systems and fillers interact in many ways to create our myriad forms of loving. We begin our studies with attraction, he said. Whether it's called romantic love, obsessive love, passionate love, infatuation, men and women of every era and every culture have been affected by this irresistible power. So, the intensity of romantic love tends to last somewhere from six months to two years before turning into attachment in most relationships. Romance is where love begins, and it seems to have the most extreme effect on human behavior. Behavioral traits of early-stage romantic love. Special meaning, the romantic partner is the center of the world, and you like anything they like. I'm not, I'm not familiar with that myself. Um, intense energy, and it's hard to sleep. Loss of appetite, mood swings, separation, anxiety, craving, patient and emotional union, possessive. Big boy right there. Okay, so love and sex. This is from youramazingbrain.org. When do you know if you fancy someone? What does love do to your brain? Chemicals. And what love does, no, what does love do to your brain? Chemicals. Is falling in love just nature's way to keep our species alive. You know, so you fall in love, it helps create unity. Unity creates relationships. Relationship creates a family. Family, you get the, uh, the, the extended family, and you have extended families, communities, tribes, uh, uh, nations, and stuff like that anyway. So assuming that all these people, you know, care and love, love, love each other. So we call it love. It feels like love, but the most exhilarating of all human emotions is probably nature's beautiful way of keeping the human species alive and reproducing. They're saying that this chemical reaction that we call love, and I think um, that has been interpreted in song also, uh, is, a, is nature's way of keeping us being sexually attracted to each other to perpetuate the human species. Irresistible cocktail of chemicals, our brain entices us to fall in love. So that's create relationship and, you know, family, because you have a baby, you have sex sometimes, you know, most of the time, you know, just technically speaking. We believe we are choosing a partner, but we may merely be the happy victims of nature's lovely plan. So it's not what you say, psychologists say. They say and you'll know who you like within 90 seconds and four minutes. It takes 90 seconds and four minutes to decide if you are like somebody. 90 seconds and four minutes. I don't know why they said it that way. Research has shown this has little to do with what is said. Rather, 55% of it is through body language. 38% is the tone and of their voice, 
and only 7% is through what they say. So that chemical attraction that people have, that natural attraction, they're saying that they have some science to kind of like back that up before you even say something. So, you know, that, that person is always just, an attraction is already being established. I can understand that because, you know, you see people and, oh, you know, people, you know, go, you know, over people, you know, oh, fantasies about being with somebody, having, you know, getting married, and, you know, you might you might run the whole gauntlet of what you could do with that person in a couple of seconds. So, maybe, the three stages of love. Helen Fisher of Rutgers University says there are three stages of love. Lust, attraction, and attachment. Lust is the first stage of love, and it is driven by the sex hormone, testosterone, and estrogen. Estrogen in both men and women. Stage two, attraction. This is the amazing time when you are truly love struck and can't think of little wealth. Scientists think that three main neural transmitters are involved in this stage adrenaline, dopamine, and serotonin. How are you going to go against that? Adrenaline in the initial stages of falling to someone activates your stress response, increasing your blood levels of adrenaline and cortisol. This has the charming effect that when you unexpectedly bump into your new love, you start to sweat, your heart races, and your mouth goes dry. You're pretty excited. Dopamine, they say. Helen Fisher um, says this for the love-struck couples who have their brains examined and discovered they have high levels of the neurotransmitter dopamine. Chemical stimulates desire and reward by triggering an intense rush of pleasure. It has the same effect on the brain as taking, as we talked about on one other show, cocaine. So I love it. Pretty is uh, pretty stimulating. So Fisher also suggests couples often show the signs of surging dopamine, increased energy, less need to sleep or food, focused attention, and um, exquisite delight in the smallest details of this novel. So, I mean, little things have become, you know, so cute and, you know, you know, you start noticing every little thing and it's all good. Serotope. One of love's most important chemicals that may explain why when you're falling in love, your new lover keeps popping into your thought. So these are all chemical reactions. Does love change the way you think? Well, they had a landmark experiment and it showed that early love that in early in the early portion of love, the attraction phase really changes the way you think. So what happened with the psychiatrist, Dr. Marazzitti, Marazzitti of the University of Pisa, with 20 couples who had been made, who had been madly in love for less than six months. And we're going to assume that these guys are madly in love. And, you know, uh, she wanted to see if the brain mechanisms that cause you think constantly about somebody, about your lover, were related to the brain mechanisms of 
obsessive compulsive disorder. That's the person that just keep, you know, they focus on obsessed with one thing. You know, so uh, by analyzing the blood samples from the lovers, they discovered that serotonin levels of the new lovers were equivalent to the low serotonin levels of obsessive compulsive disorder patients. So that's just basically talking about the how the chemical reaction uh, functions in the uh, human being. So love needs to be blind. Newly smitten lovers often idealize their partner, magnifying their virtues and explaining away their flaws, says Ellen Birdshit, a leading researcher on the psychology of love. Man, that's interesting. That would imply that people that are in love, I guess, I don't know. That's interesting. They don't see their um, flaws. That's love is blind. So new couples also exalt the relationship itself. It is very common to think they have a relationship that's closer and more special than anyone else. Psychologists think we need these rose-tinted views. It makes us want to stay together to enter the next stage of love, the attachment phase. So, attachment, long enough for them to have and raise children. Scientists think there might be two major hormones involved in the feeling of attachment. Again, oxytocin and vasopressin. So, oxytocin, um, short definition is the cuddle hormone, and oxytocin, the powerful hormone, hormone, released by men and women during orgasm. So that's very powerful chemicals in our body that are uh, activating these feelings of attachment and makes couples feel much closer to one another after they have had sex. So if you love somebody and then you have sex with them, you're going to feel even more closer because you're just magnification of the love. So, you know, that's interesting. Assuming that you uh, find someone you love, you marry them, and then and then you have sex with them in that order. I, I, I can see where that can be a very powerful uh, chemical reaction. So oxytocin also seems to help cement the strong bond between mom and baby, and it's released during childbirth. It's also responsible for Mom's breasts automatically releasing milk at the mere sight or sound of her young baby. That's a hell of a chemical. So, Diane Witt, assistant professor of psychology from New York, has shown that if you block the natural release of oxytocin in sheep and rats, they reject their own young. So that's a bonding chemical, an attachment bonding chemical, oxytocin. So, so maybe or does that say that people who are not able to love or have a uh, don't have a lot of oxytocin in them or have, you know, have a deficit or what's that thing? Anyway, conversely, injecting oxytocin into female rats who've never had sex, caused them to fawn over other female young. 
nuzzling, nuzzling the pups and protecting them as if they were their own. So, not just cuddling um, chemical. It's a chemical that science this is science and love. Vasopressin is another important hormone in the long-term commitment stage that is released after sex. Vasopressin is also called an anti-diuretic hormone. Works with your kidneys to control thirst. Its potential role in long-term relationship was discovered when scientists looked at a peri bowl. Like a bowl is a like a, I guess, like a uh, field mouse. He's, he's in a rat, the mice, rodent family. Looks like a mouse, not a rat. He looks more like a mouse than a rat. I don't know if that makes a difference to anybody. Some people don't like them at all. Anyway. So this, uh, the peri-voles indulge in far more sex than is strictly necessary for the purpose of reproduction. So the peri-voles are, they getting it in right on, you know, in the peri. So they say that they also, like humans, form fairly stable pair bonds. So they hook up in pairs, and they are, uh, I guess you might say that they're able to have monogamous relationships. Okay? So when male prairie voles were given a drug that suppressed the effect of vasopressin, the bond with their partner deteriorated immediately as they lost their devotion and fail to protect their partner from new suitors. So, man, so maybe uh, have a lack of that suppressing. You know? I don't know. Things would seem that way, but even, if they don't really, they're putting people out there to get a new suitor every 30 minutes, 15 minutes, or however, however long that interval, you know, short that interval would be. So maybe that's the print, the temp of uh, chemical absence of the absence of vessel president make mind of the tent. So anyway. And finally, how to fall in love. This this this, this is very interesting. He's saying find a complete stranger. This is how strong he said the chemical reaction is. Reveal to each other intimate details about your lives for half an hour. Then stare deep to each other's eyes without talking for four minutes. That's incredible. Now, I'd like to see the, uh, the results of something like that. Of course, I'm not going to do that myself. Um, anybody does, you know, the listening audience out there, if you want to try that, you can give me a call and let me know how you made out. So, the falling in love causes our body to release a flood of feel-good chemicals that trigger specific physical reactions. This Dr. Pat Mumby. PhD, co-director of the Lake Lawyer Sexual Wellness Clinic and professor, Department of Psychiatry and Behavioral Neurosciences of the uh, Loyola, Loyola University uh, in Chicago. So these levels of substances, which include dopamine, adrenaline, uh, neophenephrine, Increase when two people fall in love. So, dopamine creates feelings of euphoria, while adrenaline and neuropenephrine are 
expectations that go along with falling in love. Now, I guess the question might be, that's what happened. So how does, what, what is it about us that allows this thing to happen? What is it about us that allows us to have these feelings? And, you know, because it sounds like the science is saying that we, that is, it's in us to do this. All we have to do is be there, and these things are, are it's a possibility these things might take place. So, seems like we have a couple of callers. Let's see if somebody wants to uh, have anything to say. Hello, caller. Welcome to Boxing Talk. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me, Carlton? Yes. This is Carol. Uh, welcome, Carol. Oh, okay, so I'm on. Um, I know when I took some uh, Bible classes, they talked about love. And love was um, said to be equivalent to sacrifice. Love is sacrifice. The Bible says that God is love. And then it lets us know that God so loved the world that he gave. He sacrificed his only begotten son, to whosoever believeth in him shall not perish. That's the agape love, which is unconditional, because the world was uh, lost in sin, and in spite of that, God so loved the world that he gave, you know, he gave his best. So you got agape love. That's unconditional. He loved us no matter what. And based on that love, um, it's also, um, he demonstrated it. He backed up a feeling or emotion that he had by action. He gave his son. All right. And the Bible says God is love. So that's agape love. Then you have phileo love, which is brotherly love. We get Philadelphia from that. That's love that you have uh, for one another, your sisters, your brothers, your friends. Then you have the erotica love, which is the love that involves the sexual encounter, which should be between a husband and a wife. Now, uh, from what I'm hearing you talking about, you're going through the uh, physiological changes that occur when somebody's in love. Or when right, somebody somebody loves between right. a man and a woman, right? But there's a fourth one which I can't remember at this time. But in our language, we use the one word for different types of love. Even though you're saying the same word, it doesn't have the same meaning. Okay? You can say, "I love you, man." That's your brotherly love. You know, it's not the same love that you have for a man would have for his wife or a wife for a husband, but it's the same word. So you need to know. <clears throat> you need to have an understanding, number one, in your whatever relationships you are in with whoever, male, female, where you are, okay? You got different levels of friendship, you know, acquaintances, just people, hey, how you doing? You know, you kind of sh- shoot the breeze. Then you have people that you're a little bit more closer with, okay? And then you have people, you know, those are people that you hang out with. And then you have somebody that you're really close with, like your your wife, like where you're more intimate, you know, your best friend, you know, disclose everything. So those are different types of level of friendship, which involve different types of love. But um, 
That's all I had to say. You know, God is love. And when it comes to that, he's the only one that can love unconditional. Number two, it's not the place of another individual to make another individual happy. You understand what I'm saying? That's that's not their their job. Hopefully what they're doing makes, you know, their, their job is not to to make you unhappy, but they cannot, you cannot hold them hostage, you know, and make them responsible for you being happy or not happy, you know. And then I heard when you were saying about if you engage with somebody, if you, if you're interested in somebody, you know, and you don't accept them for what they are, then you become unhappy. Okay, that's what makes you unhappy because you you're looking at that individual not really for who they are, but what you want them to be. And we can't change anybody. So like you said before, if I heard correctly, you have to accept the people where they are, you know. And it's up to the Lord to change an individual, you know. When you interact with somebody, you need to weigh the pros and the cons. I can live with this. I can handle all this about Joe Blow. These things I can't tolerate. And if your list is real long on that side, you can't tolerate you shouldn't even engage. You understand, you understand what I'm saying? Because you're already going to be unhappy and disappointed because Joe Blow is not lining up for what you feel that you need for yourself. You know, if he got too many negatives, you need to not even engage. Even Susie Q, whatever her name is, you know. But if there are things about that individual that you can live with, okay, he's bald. You can live with that. You understand what I'm saying? That's not the end of the yeah, world. I yeah, I understand that. But yeah, just like right. another call. Okay, bye-bye. Right. Let's wrap it up. Yo, you got, okay, thank you. Hello, and welcome to Provider Hey, Hey, Carl, this is Kenny Jones. How you doing? All right, Mr. Jones. Yeah. How um, you doing? I wish you, all right. I wish you would have kept that sister on. Because I, I need a female perspective. Uh, you know, I, I used to do family counseling. And in part of that right. family counseling, there was a couple counseling. In my uh, interaction with these African-American women, a lot of African-American women says that a black man is unable to love his woman. How do you feel about that? Well, she so through that's their experience. So everybody relates to life according to their own experience and experiences they experience through other people. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. I'm here. I heard a lot of noise. Okay. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. If, if that's their experience, right? Uh-huh. Their experience is, yeah. hey, these, these, these brothers do not love us if they do not behave in a way that says that they are... Loving us, right? They don't. What? What are they saying? They they they're not uh, bonded with them. They don't. Um, what? What is they saying? What is it they're saying? They don't stay. They're hitting and running. You know what is it? What are yeah, they saying? Basically saying that the level of commitment is low, and uh, they're saying most of all in these sessions, and this is the majority. 
This is not a, a, a select few. This is the majority. As you know, uh, I just want to throw a statistic out there. 70% of uh, married black women get divorced twice. Get divorced twice. Now, if that is because they don't, they don't know how to love or they get involved for the wrong reasons, uh, like the sister was saying, like they never looked at the other side uh, to make them unhappy or happy or accept a person who they are, or for whatever the main reasons may be. So since we have a high divorce rate, is, it, is love an issue in black couples? It's love an issue. Of, of these uh, scientists are saying it's not. It's more than an issue. It's, it's something that's in us, right? Chemically, that helps us bond, form relationships, right? And attach. But forming relationships. I mean, we. I. I, I have relationships with a lot of people. That don't mean like yeah. I'm highly in love with them. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, some of my relationships. I do love the people and everything. Like, for example, I don't love the people that I work with, but I have a relationship with them. Right. A professional relationship. You know, that don't mean I'm in love with them. And that's another thing I just said, in love. What's the difference between being in love and loving someone? I never understood that. I heard it a million times. But I never, I, ne- I heard it many times during my life cycle, but I never knew what that meant. Okay, you know what? You what? have to ask the person that used that term what what they mean by that, because being okay. in love and loving somebody might mean the way I get that is means I love you, but I'm not in love. So this basically means we're not going into this romantic thing, uh, me and you, we, even if. Person could love you but not be in love with you, but you could be having sex with Person could love you but not be in love with you. Be absolutely seeing kids, go on a date, have sex or anything like that. So it depends on the individual. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. So they could be okay. in love with you, but not they could be married to you. And I'm in I love you, but I'm not in love with you. So they might not feel all of this chemical reaction thing that these guys are talking about happens when people love each other. I care about you, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm not in love with you. I don't get a blast from being with you. I don't get that chemical blast, that chemical reaction. Because these guys, the scientists are saying it's a chemical reaction that takes place. There's at least four chemicals that take place that start to uh, impact on us when we feel we love somebody. You eating, Kenny? Do people... Do, oh, I'm not eating. Uh, do people... Oh, I keep getting annoyed. Traffic, man. Going home from work. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I told you I work long hours now, man. Uh, okay. Uh, what is um? Yeah, you broke my. Uh, do do we really know what love is? Uh, like I said, high divorce rate among black folks and white folks in Western society. Where society had the highest divorce rate. And these people were once supposedly in love 
or was it lust? Or was so it what sex? Else, what, 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 what things are prevalent in um, Western society that might impact on uh, our relationship? Money. Money. What up? Material things. Right. What up? You know, uh, I, 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 I mean, uh, people fall in love for different reasons. Sex is good. You know, people right. fall in love with the That's sex. That's another thing. That's right. You know, uh, what up? Do we conf- but, but do people confuse good sex with love? I, I think that some people might do that because they love. It's, it, listen, if you love to have sex with somebody, those same chemicals are being released. You hear me? Okay. Yeah. Some of these yeah. same chemicals are being released. They said that the same. Some of these chemicals are the same chemicals that are released uh, when you use cocaine. Feel me? Yeah. And you know. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> there are people that love cocaine. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. yeah. Cocaine don't love yeah. them, right? But that's right. Right. That's right. right. All right, so there you have it. So, I mean, I was just giving the chemical what of of a definition of what happens when you love somebody based on these these scientific studies. But I mean, some people might have their own ideas. Uh, fifteen ten. Just hold on for a minute. Got another uh-huh. call. I'm, I'm gonna let her. I'm gonna let this call in while you stay on, Kenny. Yeah, I'm staying on, brother. I ain't going nowhere. All right, so I'm gonna see what the uh, next caller. Next caller, welcome to the box this story. Hello? Hello. Yeah. I was listening uh, to the dialogue you and the gentleman was having. And I think a lot of times um, people come up their feelings uh, regarding love uh, based on passionate desires. So I think, like you said, um, that same chemical that gives relief that... Um, that speaks to pleasure or feelings of satisfaction. Um, if you have those experiences and you enjoy it, you, you want them again and again and again. And sometimes, I guess, for some people, you know, if this is the person that um, helps you to have that experience again, you may very easily call it love. But the love that takes you into a marriage should not be 100%, you know, based on this person being able to help produce that feeling um, or that, that, that so-called high or to, to, to meet all of your passionate needs and things like that because at the end of the day, when that's not happening anymore, there's still a commitment to that person that you're supposed to be able to sustain. And but check- that's when... Go ahead, I'm sorry. But check this out, sister. But check this out. You said desire, right? But what does lead into love? You know, does it have to be a likeness? You know, it has to be a desire for that person? Now, let's forget about the scientific thing, okay? Let's forget about the science for one second. Let's go on what people mostly go on when they supposedly fall in love. Emotional, emotional feelings. Now, is that all part of the love cycle? 
Oh, yeah.
That's right. Because it might, you know why? Because you're so in love with that person. You, you hang in there through all that. That's why you see people with people say, Dad, what you doing with him? What? Why are they together? Right? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Cause I don't know. But, but just to say maybe a scenario where a person is with somebody because they really care about them, but that person is just hitting the foul ball every day. You know what I'm saying? Every day all they do is hit foul ball. That person yeah, that, that person's up in sleep, right? Huh? Yeah. That's yeah. you. I, so, so I have the transition. I have to come off the call now. All right. All right. Thanks for calling. All right. Bye-bye. But we still didn't get the sister answer about why a woman falls in love with a man. I mean, what what, what are some of the things a woman for? I don't know. I'm not a woman, so I can't really respond. And like I said in the beginning, you know, uh, I'm not an expert in this field. You know, so uh, that's why I was asking certain questions. You know, know, uh, in one of the surveys, they're saying women... um, they like money, education, and position. So that's power. They like men with and power. Also, we can see that with successful uh, people, and security. right? And security, right. too, I heard. That's what that means. Yeah. Money means security. Yeah. Position means security. Education is an assumption that you have some security. But we know all education do not give you a secure position that's uh, right. all the time. That's right. Not all right. the time. So we know that. Right. So security means, say, uh, security means, okay, now we're together, now we can have kids because we got money, we got, you know, the things we need to have children. We have a house, we have money to provide, to provide for the child. So, I mean, it's kind of logical. You know, maybe, that, are they trying to say that women are more logical than women and we're more emotional? I, I, I think that what they're trying to say, women are more mature and understand the meaning of love more so than men. Emotionally, because they are more emotional beings, while men, as this has been proven scientifically, men are more physical beings, well, it used to be anyway, men are more physical beings, and women are more emotional beings, and they understand, you know, the love oh, thing. We have another, we have another caller, Kenny, hold on. All right. Caller, welcome to Vivacity of Sort. Uh, how Hello. you guys doing? Good evening, All, All right. right. Q. Hey, what's, what's up, Q? Q? Yeah, I just wanted to say uh, I agree with exactly what you were saying there about um, um they, they give women like the um like the ace card, like they uh they got the trump card on uh, love and everything. Like we don't understand it and everything. But if you yeah. ask me, I think we have more of a pure love than women do because we like the women, you know, and they kind of like things, you know, like you were saying about security and all that kind of stuff. Not saying that that's a bad thing, but I'm just saying it seems like to me our love is pure because theirs is about security and what this person can do for me and how stable I would be. And we just like them. If they don't have any kind of stability and all that kind of stuff, we in love with them. You know? But if you're working at McDonald's, uh, no go, no love for you, right? Nope. Is that right? No, it depends on the particular. It depends on the woman that you go after, you know? And, and 
if it's true what you, the scientists say, McDonald's should not matter. It's right, about right. the person, right? right. I, I talk about the scientists. I talk about the scientists that Carl was talking about. I mean, I mean, McDonald's should matter if, if you if if you thinking that person, you vibing with her, or you or she vibing with you. McDonald's should matter. I suspect matter. that that's, that's happened, Kenny. I suspect that something like that has happened, though. You know that you have yeah, people I, from um, different you know backgrounds that they get together. Yeah. Economic yeah. backgrounds, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, you know. On that's, one of my true. shows, on one of my shows, we were talk about interracial dating, and the sister brought up, "Oh, it doesn't matter. Love don't have no color." Is that true, fellas? I don't know. I, 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 well, I mean, I'm not. According to this, in love field. is a chemical reaction. According to this, there's a chemical reaction when you when you love somebody. So people have color. You want to look at that, but love doesn't have a color. It's a chemical that we all have it within our body. The chemical reaction that occurs in our body when we love somebody. So, in that sense, she's correct. Love doesn't have a color, okay. but people have color, uh, and 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 um, we know from history that certain groups of people have been uh, oppressed, right, because of the uh-huh. color of their skin, right? And right. we know uh-huh. other people have been oppressed because they're from a different um so-called ethnic background. Like, you have the Irish and the English. The English have enslaved the Irish. Before they enslaved the um, right. Africans, they enslaved Ireland. And Scotland. So, you yeah, know, the right, right. And Scotland, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. you know, but in terms of love, it, it no, it's just right. Like, that, that's true. But what okay. happens is cultural, that you're talking about social and cultural factors may have an impact on how people perceive of loving you, you understand what I'm saying? You might not get near somebody because of who they think you are. Okay. Right? So you know, right. if they feel that your uh, your your people are below me, right? Then uh-huh. I won't mess with somebody that's below me. I'm not going to engage with in a relationship with somebody who's beneath me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They ain't gonna do that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you are or not. You don't have to be that. But if they perceive that, then that's that's what's going on. You know what I'm saying? But we know even through slavery, the, they were they were having sex with the slaves. Right. The, the masters, male and female. We got 67. So it, at least the lust part of that and that chemical reaction was functioning very well. And some people might have been in love with some of those people. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that, uh, Jefferson. Jefferson was in love. With, with his with, with his with his black slave, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, I mean, it's Sally documented. Something. Yeah, right, yeah. Sally something I mean, Hamilton. Yeah, Hamilton. Yeah, Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. Sally Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Sally Jennings. Yeah. Jennings. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
you will not be able to plug Everybody in call in Carol. Everybody you stay tuned next week. And, and everyone, don't forget, each one, reach one, each one, teach one. And remember, love is a chemical reaction. And we need to have more of those reactions. Be shocked. The revolution will not be brought to you by the shape of a war theater and will not star Natalie Woods and Steve McQueen or Bullwinkle and Julia. The revolution will not give your mouth sex appeal. The revolution will not get rid of the nub. The revolution will not make you look five pounds thinner because the revolution will not be televised, brother. There will be no pictures of you and Willie Mae pushing that shopping cart down the block on the dead run or trying to slide that color TV into a stolen ambulance. NBC will not be able to predict the winner at 8.32 on the point from 29 districts. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of Whitney Young being run out of Harlem on the rail with a brand new process. There will be no slow motion or still life of Roy Wilkins strolling through Watts in a red, black, and green liberation jumpsuit that he has been saving for just the proper occasion. Beverly Hillbillies and Hooterville Junction will no longer be so damn relevant and women will not care if Dick finally got down with Jane on Search for Tomorrow because black people will be in the street looking for a brighter day. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no highlights on the 11 o'clock news and no pictures of Harry R. Women Liberationists and Jackie Onassis blowing her nose. The theme song will not be written by Jim Webb or Francis Scott Key, nor sung by Glenn Campbell, Tom Jones, Johnny Cash, Engelbert Humperdinck, or the Rare Earth. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be right back after a message about a white tornado, white lightning, or white people. You will not have to worry about a dove in your bedroom, the tiger in your tank, or the giant in your toilet bowl. The revolution will not go better with coke. The revolution will not fight germs that may cause bad breath. The revolution will put you in the driver's seat. The revolution will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised. The revolution will be no rerun, brothers. The revolution will be live. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.